Welcome to another episode of the Get Your Edge podcast. I'm your host, Brian Bott from Sports Advantage. I'm here with my co-host, Coach Manchie. Coach, how we doing? We're into, into the playoffs here for, for high school football. We got sectionals going on with, with uh, high school volleyball, cross country, states coming up, all that good stuff. How are things up there in the Fox Valley? Yeah, we're super excited, Brian. Level two is Friday night, and I know this today is Wednesday. We're airing it, but it's going to actually be released on Sunday. So then we'll be going to level three football games. It's just exciting to see that Friday night under the lights again. Well, we, we're not going to sit here and talk about a lot of different stuff. We're going to get our guests on because he's going to be the he's definitely the main event, the entertainer that um, that you and I definitely aren't as two strength coaches. So. Uh, me personally, uh, I want to bring on Travis Beckham. Uh, Travis is, I've known Travis for probably close to 20 years now. Uh, he's been without a doubt, one of my favorite players I've ever worked with, um, uh, both from a, uh, training standpoint, but also a personal standpoint. Um, he's been very close with my family, uh, my three boys. He's been an incredible role model, um, and he's going to be worth the price of admission here, I think, for the next 40, 45 minutes. So, Trav, how are we doing, bud? I'm great. 45 minutes. You told me a half hour. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm awesome. Um, I appreciate you guys having me. Um, it's a pleasure to be on your guys' podcast um, and tell a little bit about my story. So, Trav, why don't we, uh, why don't we uh, get to it? Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, I'm sure everybody knows who you are. You're that you're, you're that type of personality. But for those of uh, those of our listeners that that don't, want you kind of go into your story just a little bit, and then we'll kind of dive into some more of the details as we go into this here, Trav. All right. Um, I'm from uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, went to Oak Creek High School. Um, one lived in lived in Bayview um, and wanted to. Um, I, I guess even before that, I. Ever since I was a little kid, I wanted to uh, play in the NFL. I, I grew up watching like guys like Antonio Freeman and, and, and Brett Favre. And remember sitting on the couch with my mother, just um, basically telling her that um, that was going to be me one day. Um, I would go to school, uh, tell my friends that uh, that was going to be me one day. And, and it seemed like my mom was the only person that ever uh, believed in me at that young. Um, but um, Again, was in Bayview and, and played Bay, Bayview area Red Cat football. Um, wanted to leave the area and go to a school that was essentially uh, predominantly known uh, for football. So um, had the opportunity to play at Oak Creek High School um, under uh, Coach Cook, um, Coach Hubba, um, two coaches that uh, had a huge influence um, on my success at that high school and and all the way to the collegiate level and, and, and now um, at the NFL level. And, and I still can continue to communicate with those guys till today. But um, yeah, I went to Oak Creek High School um, and coming out of high school, had a lot of scholarships, um, had a lot of opportunities to go elsewhere. Obviously me being from Wisconsin, um, just being able to um, represent this state, uh, being able to play and have that W um, on my helmet was huge for me. Um, Barry Alvarez recruited me and um, it was almost a no-brainer. Took a few other visits, uh, Tennessee, Oklahoma. Um, I was supposed to go to Ohio State, Florida State, but um, 
and also Miami. And I just knew that if I was, was going to take a visit to Miami, I, I would have committed on the spot. So I decided <laughs> not to take that visit. So um, I, uh, yeah, I, I um, went to Wisconsin and um, there was, there was essentially no looking back. Uh, I'm, I'm glad I made the decision and um, at that time and until this day. Travis, you know, you talked about Oak Creek and Oak Creek has had unbelievable success for a long, you know, a lot of number of years there. Talk about, you know, those, you know, you talked about Coach Cook and, you know, the influence that they had on you, but did they help you with the recruiting process at all? Or was that just mainly your decision with your family? And um, talk about that great high school experience because you guys were very successful. Yeah. Um, so Coach Cook was... Um, probably like my biggest hype man, which is awesome coming um, from a head coach. And um, at the time was one of my biggest supporters, um, only wanted nothing but the best for me. Um, and I mean, I had schools uh, basically coming to see me play when I was a sophomore in high school. And just that's just because Coach Cook was sending out film, basically word of mouth, um, and was staying in, in these scouts ears, basically letting them know how awesome of a football player I was. Um, so um, as, as far as Coach Cook um, being my biggest wingman and, and hype man, um, he was just one of those, those people that um, obviously would, would, would kind of uh, stay in my ear in regards to obviously picking a school that's going to be the best fit for me. Um, obviously, uh, him being from Wisconsin as well. Uh, would, would have liked me to stay in Wisconsin, but uh, it, it's kind of where you go and uh, where you have the best opportunity to play. So as much as my, my parents um, had an influence um, on my decision, Coach Cook did as well. So, so Travis, why Wisconsin? Uh, it, it um, again, it was almost a no brainer for me. And I mean, I like to test the waters in regards to um, seeing other opportunities that were out there. I mean, you watch some of these schools, these Florida States and USC's. And um, I mean, sometimes those are almost like uh, essentially like a, a dream come true for, for certain individuals. But um, me being from Wisconsin and uh, it, it was, just, again, it was a no brainer. Um, I, I, I love representing the state. Um, I wanted to stay close to home, be able to have my mother watch me play. My family was here. Um, it, it, it just almost was uh, a de this decision that I almost made, uh, I would say, probably when I was a little kid. So, Well, I remember, you know, when you guys came on your recruiting visit, visit and we were watching the strength video and, you know, your mom asked JD, she's like, oh, my gosh, you guys do all that stuff. And where do you come up with all this? You know, and I mean, it was really cool because she really took in the process as well. Um you know, as you made that transition, so now you commit to, to Wisconsin, uh, you make that commitment, tell, you know, maybe give our listeners, some of the athletes that are listening, what it's like making that transition from, you know, high school to college. Now that was like 10, 15 years ago. So it's, you know, different, you know, the recruiting processes are, are way different now. I mean, it's ridiculous what some of these kids get, um, but maybe like what it was for you. And then, Maybe some things that if you could do it again, that you prepare maybe a little differently for. Yeah. So, um, so obviously now that the recruiting is, 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 is 
extremely different. And uh, I think I think the University of Wisconsin in general is is uh, holds a stamp in regards to uh, going by the books, um, just being a loyal, uh, successful, uh, down earth, humble. There's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of respect in um, just just having that W, just representing that W. And so um, just just having the opportunity to play at the university uh, was was huge. And um, I mean, obviously, you come in as a linebacker, and um, like I just think that there's so many different decisions that that go into play when you think about a university um, that you want to go to whether am I going to play or not my freshman year um, is this environment good for me uh, how close is my family so um, I made the transition and um, I was the number six linebacker in the country coming out of high school and um, so I'm thinking I'm going to come to the university and and I was their top uh, recruit that year and I think that I'm going to come in and, and be able to step on that field and uh, I don't want to say it was a rude awakening uh, but it was a wake-up call um, and essentially it comes down to um, you being able to perform and the 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 speed um, difference from from high school to, to college was uh, tremendous and uh, the guys are smarter. You, you, you have guys that have been at the university for, for years and have been in that program and know how the system works. And you're just, you're coming in from high school. And uh, I mean, uh, and I like to say that, that I was a really a small fish in a big pond. And that's what it came down to. I wanted to come to the university and be able to play right away. Um, and I played a little bit on defense uh, at, at linebacker. And then later in the year, moved to, to tight end um and then i'll just stick with my, my freshman year there but but yeah it's just um just being able just being told what you um everything that you wanted to hear in high school and um basically everything that's from recruiting trips and basically making it seem like your god to basically getting a a wake-up call um my freshman year in college was was tremendous Travis, talk about, you know, you were such a number six ranking, you know, linebackers in high school, and then you go to the Badgers, like you said, and there was a great linebacker recruiting class from Wisconsin, and now you're sitting in a situation where you're changing positions, so what's, what was your mindset like? Because I'm thinking right now with the transfer portal, you know, if you're in that situation, boom, are you out? And, you know, that's happening a lot with individuals if they don't play the position that they want, they the easy out now, the path of least resistance is just get in the portal and go somewhere else. Yeah, I, I think that if, if you're just gonna up and leave like that, your heart wasn't in it. Uh, and again, me being from Wisconsin, that's what I wanted to do again. I, that's something that I wanted to do when I was little. Um, and it's just crazy nowadays that uh, if these guys don't get reps or, or these guys feel a certain type of way or your head coach gets fired, that you're able to ent enter the transfer portal and essentially leave a university that you plan on spending, uh, I mean, four plus years there uh, for your, your football scholarship as well as your academic scholarship and, or your academic performance. Um, and then now you want to leave because uh, you face a little bit of adversity. Um, and that's, that's tremendously different than, than when I was in school. Um, and 
um, it, it, it's you, you have to find your way. And I got done with my freshman year and you, you kind of got to dig deep and, and look at yourself in the mirror and figure out what your role is. Um, what impact are you going to have on, the, on this football team, on life and on this football team? So it was bowl practice. Um, uh, my, 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 in spring ball going into my sophomore year and um, basically told Coach Christ um, that I wanted to try out tight end. We had Owen Daniels leaving, uh, leave the previous year. Jason Posiak leave the previous year. Joe Nellis leave the previous year. So it was like our top three tight ends were leaving. And it's almost like God was like, Travis, we've been waiting for you. So I, um, I, I talked to coach Chris and um, he's all for it. And so uh, made the transition. Spring ball was awesome. Um, and um, that led me up to uh, being second in the nation, uh, my my first year at the position. So it was my sophomore year being second in the nation at the position, um, just by me kind of sticking with it. And I can't say that that necessarily I wanted to always be a linebacker. I wanted to play football. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a football player. I'd watch film. I'd watch Antonio Freeman and those guys. I'd say I want to be a football player, not necessarily a linebacker or a tight end. I never even knew I could play tight end like that. So it was just me being able to try and find my way to figure out who I was as a football player um, and, and fit um, where I was accepted. And yeah, it got me to where um, I, I am today. Travis, so let's go back to Oak Creek at the high school level. Did you just play one side of the ball? I, I played, I played both. Um, I really played obviously defense, but um, I don't even like to call it tight end. Um, because coach cook was kind of like Travis go to the line, get down in the three point stance and run straight. I'm like, coach, that's all I have to do. So um, it worked. And, uh, but I was predominantly a defensive player. Um, and I was a punter as well. Honorable mention all state punter. Okay, <laughs> let's get that right. Um, and, uh, but no, I, I, I did play both ways. And um, now that you asked that, um, I played both ways in, uh, in high school. Uh, and then you get to the collegiate level where um, I'm an All-American tight end and, and, and I don't play, obviously I don't play defense and um, I don't play special teams, but it was, uh, it, it, I didn't know that once you get to the NFL that you rookies are expected to play special teams. So that was, uh, that was different for me. But um, again, I, as much as I rolled with the punches, from my freshman year to my sophomore year, I rolled with the punches from my collegiate level to, to the NFL level. So. Trav, as you, as you moved into being a tight end and like your numbers, you know, speak for themselves. I mean, you're one of the top receivers in Wisconsin history playing tight end, you know, as far as reception, yardage, um, all that stuff. And, you know, that was kind of a time where the tight end position, you, guys like you, you know, and, and you in particular, I mean, OD was, Owen Daniels, you brought up, was kind of getting into that mode, right, of more of a playmaker as a tight end. Yeah. You just, like, exploded the whole thing, right? It was like, you know, you were the ultimate, like, on Sunday, you were the ultimate nightmare for the defensive coordinator, whoever we were playing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, maybe how, you know, how did you, how do you kind of feel about that? Getting into that position is like, hey, you know, I'm a, I'm a playmaker in a, position that 15 20 years ago was 
you know, more used for blocking, which you really didn't like to do very much. So it kind of fit with what you want. I, I didn't, I didn't need to, I was, I was lined up next to Joe Thomas. So I just let him, <laughs> let him do the dirty work. So, um, but no, it, it was, um, and again, my, my, my sophomore year, um, was obviously my first year playing the position. And it took about um, five, five games for me to really find myself uh, and build chemistry with, with, with John Stocko. And um, yeah, we would, we would do it in practice. And, and, but we played Michigan um, and I think I only had three catches that game, but there were three catches that were late in the fourth quarter. Uh, we didn't end up winning the game, but there were three catches late in the fourth quarter that um, were huge catches, catches on the sideline to be able to be smart enough to get out of bounds. And, and I was young. Again, me, my first year playing that position, there's a lot of things that I still needed to learn as a man and as, as a football player playing a position that I essentially really hadn't played before. So um, it, it took, it took about five games to really build, uh, Stocko's trust. And, um, after that, um, I mean, cause I'd have games where I'd have one catches, zero catches, two catches. Um, uh, but I think at the most I, I had was three catches, um, up until that point. And then, uh, after that Michigan game was really when, uh, my stats began to take off. Were you ever, anybody ever lock you down? Uh, no. That's, that's a rhetorical question. I mean, no, no. Uh, there were guys that tried, but no. Travis, let's talk about, you, know, <laughs> you got that NFL dream, right? You, you yeah. know, you wanted, as, you, as a kid, you told mom you're going to play in the NFL. So you're in the NFL now. And talk about that Super Bowl win and kind of what, you know, happened throughout. You had some adversity during the game. But to kind of take us through that whole day and just that whole experience, because it's everybody that plays in NFL's dream to get that Super Bowl ring. Yeah, so we we um, we left New York uh, and went to Indianapolis. We were out there for about a week, and um, obviously, there's a lot of uh, of of events and and uh, media and this and that, and it's uh, it's almost like they make it hard to to stay focused. Um, I mean, my dream was always to to play in the NFL um, and to win a Super Bowl was that much more. So um, great week of practice. Everyone's focused. Uh, the team's ready to go. We're playing a, a New England Patriots team that is just uh, unbelievable. Um, and um, yeah, it's, it's game time. And, and I don't really remember running out of the tunnel, uh, kind of like blacked out. Um, and it just took a second for me to, to sit on the sidelines and, uh, after the, um, the national anthem, I think Kelly Clarkson sang it or something. And it's just like, man, I'm, I'm in the Super Bowl right now. It's like people, people don't even dream of stuff like this. Like it, it, it it's, it's, an, it's, un, it's unbelievable. And, um, I'm, I'm on cloud nine and kickoff starts and it's just, it just goes back to another game, um, another another regular season game, and uh, obviously you have all of the the fans and and the lights and the camera flashes, and uh, it comes to the second quarter where I decide it's a good idea to tear my ACL. Uh, so I'm running a route, and uh, there's a defender 
a linebacker and I kind of dodge him um, to get around my route and he kind of shoves me uh, not not really hard but uh, just off balance and I land and my my knee just gives out and as soon as it happened I knew exactly what it was um, and I just remember uh, uh, thinking to myself I'm like is this really happening right now the Super Bowl um, but um, obviously, again, I'm very fortunate to, to be in that position, um, very upset and frustrated at the time. Um, but at the same time, looking back at it again, uh, I'd tear every ACL I had to, to do it again. I think we were texting, right? I, I think I texted you right after. I, I know I texted you right after. It happened. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was frustrating. Uh, yeah. I went in the locker room. My mom was in there and uh, it's just like. I mean, you work so hard to get in that position um, and in something um, to that magnitude happens is, is devastating. Well, Travis, like for you, how I view you, and I, I, I heard a thing from Jay Billis today, and this is like how I view you and, and your way that you go about like game day. You're not, the, the, the playing the game is important to you. It's the competition, right? It's like, how many times can I win? You know, and so from that perspective, you know, winning the game was great, right? But I think you personally, you know, the impact that you knew you could have on that game, right? That's probably the hard part, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it almost kind of, it almost kind of reminds me of when Stocko um, and I built that chemistry because um, I had more, I think I had more catches in the playoffs that year than I did all season. And Stocko or uh, Eli was was throwing me the ball, and I was getting in my groove. And um, it, it it's just the fact that uh, you're not able to you're not able to help your guys. Um, you're not able able to help your teammates. And and of course, uh, late in the third quarter, we have Jake Ballard, our other tight end at the time. He tears his ACL. Right. Yeah. So um, it, it's just it's just um, just kind of one of those things that. Uh, you watch your team um, and you know, you know that you could, uh, you could have an impact on this game and, and, and physically you can't is, is extremely uh, devastating. So Trav, now you're retired, right? Um, had a, you know, Super Bowl champion. You had an incredible career at Wisconsin and you recently were inducted in the UW hall of fame. Um, and that's the athletic hall of fame, not the football, you know, it's just across the board um, with, you know, obviously the football program has incredible athletes, but you know, when you start to look at some of the people that have been inducted into that hall of fame, um, tell us just kind of what an honor it was for you, um, you know, to be inducted the same night, father Mike was inducted, obviously an incredible uh, representative of, of the football. Absolutely. Program. Um, you know, what a great honor it was for you. And tell us maybe a little bit about John Clay, you know, introducing you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, um, it was, it was kind it was kind of one of those things where it was like, I felt like I had done so much at Wisconsin. Um, and obviously I was done in general with, with, with football, obviously me retiring. And, uh, I just felt like, uh, being inducted was the the last thing I needed to be able to, to hang my cleats up and just be like, okay, football's over. Um, now I can continue to pursue my modeling career. So um, 
it's just kind of one of those things where um, you you want it so bad and and you're like, okay, well, well is this going to happen? And just praying it's going to happen. And yeah, I was just at home one day and, and, and coach or um, Chris McIntosh ended up calling me and um, he'd give me um, tickets to the game that year. And I thought he was just calling to um, make sure that I enjoyed myself at the game. And um, basically it was like two things I want to um, make sure that you guys, you did enjoy yourself at the game and, and that we're inducting you to the Wisconsin Hall of Fame. And, and everything that I was doing that day just like completely like went numb. And I was like, this is, this is, this is all I wanted. Obviously me being from Wisconsin, um, it hit that much harder. And knowing um, that all of the support that I had from my family, my friends, guys like you, um, it, it all paid off. So, um, yeah, so I uh, was extremely ecstatic, um, couldn't wait for the ceremony to happen. Um, and the more you think about it, um, the more it just, it just means that much more because you look at some of these guys that have had tremendous careers at this university and aren't inducted into the Wisconsin uh, Athletic Hall of Fame. And it's not, like you said, it's not just football, it's every single one of these sports. And obviously you think, you look at basketball, you look at volleyball, you look at women's hockey, men's hockey. like there's just so many unbelievable athletes. And for me to be um, in a group with those guys is unbelievable. And you, and you said, Father Mike, uh, Father Mike, uh, it was awesome that I was inducted with Father Mike because Father Mike had an awesome, had a huge influence um, on my career. Uh, was an awesome human, um, someone that 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 you can talk to when you were down, um, and uh, was 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 respected by so many, um, just as being a good human. And uh, for me to be uh, inducted the same year as him was unbelievable. Um, it, yeah, I. I uh, I was extremely honored uh, to be inducted with his class. Uh, and then comes John Clay. <laughs> okay. So everyone's getting inducted or everyone's getting introduced and they have their video of, of basically um, had the ceremony of, of who is introducing them and tell, tells, telling the crowd a little bit about their story. And so mine is John Clay. Uh, and I don't know if, he was at an auto body shop working earlier that day, um, had oil stains on the, on his shirt. And I'm like, man, you can't, you had to have known that you were going to be recording this video. Like, could you not just do the shirt in a wash? Like, uh, but no, he's, um, I, I've done a lot of, of recent things with, with, with John. Um, as far as card signings and, and, and uh, appearances. And John's awesome. Um, yep. John has had a great uh, career at this university as well. Um, and, and I'm very fortunate for him, him to introduce me. Yeah, Dino, it was, you know, everybody's given these, you know, heartfelt, you know, there's a lady inducted <laughs> and other ladies, you know, she's almost in tears and is that, and there's JC, Trav, you this, that. He pulls out a bottle of peanut butter whiskey and does a shot. I'm like, man, yeah, was, what is he yeah, it was, doing? Whoa. It was perfect. It was yeah. perfect. It was exactly the way the night finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Travis, we had another wide receiver from the Badgers on, Darren Charles, just probably about five, six podcasts ago, and he was talking about that transition when you're done playing. You know, he just had a, a trial with the Bears, but then he knew right at that time when he didn't have that 
NFL experience like you did for as long as you did. And he said it was just very difficult to, to say, okay, you know, I'm done playing football now. I'm done with my athletic career. So he said that was a very difficult adjustment. How did you deal with that when you were done? Um, it was tough. It, it, it was, it was really tough. And, um, I think as a man, uh, you are expected to always know exactly what you want to do, who you are. Um, but I was in a position where I didn't, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know. I only knew football. Um, this is something that, uh, I, I strive I would, I would strive for and, and become a better football player and become a better human. And it almost seemed like everything that I was doing was correlated to, to my football career and, and being a football player. So you get done and, and uh, you got to find your way. You have to figure out who you are. You know what I mean? And, and, and uh, life after football is actually a thing. And um, it's just, when it happens, you're like, man, uh, I didn't, I didn't want to sign up for this. I mean, obviously you do, but uh, yeah, you have, you have to figure out who you are. You have to figure out what you want to do, um, what your next steps are. Um, and uh, cause it, it's not like you, you can continue to use your athletic ability to, to put food on the table, put a roof over your head. You have to find something else to do that that's going to, uh, to help you uh, provide for yourself, your family, um, and, and mine was football and it, it's hard finding your way. It's very hard. You had an unbelievable experience, you know, you're a Wisconsin guy, Milwaukee, and you go to the Badgers. So if a new person athletes come and they're a freshman and they're going to play football for the university of Wisconsin, what advice would you have for them? And knowing that what you know now, you know, what are some of those things that you really think that would be important messages for them to learn so they get a better experience out of their college experience? Well, the first thing I would probably say is, is stop and praise and thank the Lord that Brian Bott is not the strength coach. Anymore. <laughs> uh, no, uh, no, I was, I was very fortunate to, um, to have uh, Brian Bott as my strength coach, but um, yeah, I think that's, I think that just just becoming um, becoming uh, just become comfortable being uncomfortable. I mean, you're by yourself now. Uh, you, you, some of these guys are. Did you say specifically Wisconsin? Well, just in general. I mean, you're 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 you're, you're, you're away from home. I mean, you guys you have some of these athletes that are from Florida, Texas, wherever. But um, go out and meet people. Um, experience that life um and you're not going to be able to resort to home anymore as, as, as much as uh you would like to i mean this is a huge step in becoming a man this is a huge step on into becoming a, a legit football player you're not going to have the accessibility to your friends family that you used to um but at the same time at the end of the day it's, it's about you it's about how you finish uh it's about um you control your own destiny i mean your legacy is is what you can do and um, I would say as a freshman, just, just meet a ton of people. Um, there's, there's relationships that you are going to make um, your freshman year that you continue to have for the rest of your life. And that's awesome. Just meeting random people in random places um, and, and just work your butt off. Um, there's a lot of guys now that I, that I see and 
Uh, I watched some of the guys um, from uh, the, the Badgers now, and um, sometimes I, I just wish that I can just take uh, the drive and the heart that I have and put it into some of these guys because sometimes you, you, you watch some of these guys and it almost looks as if they take their athletic ability and their opportunity that they have to play at the university for granted. Um, and there's a lot of people that would die to be in, in, in their shoes. And it just seems like these guys are, are just completely sleeping on it. I, I was just going to ask Trav, right? I mean, the program is obviously going through a transition, you know, and I definitely do not want to talk about the head coaching, anything like that. That's, that's yeah. your personal opinion is mine and Dean's and we're not going to get into that. But like, if you could like right now, a team, you know, four and four, they're on a bye week, obviously you could be in, in that team meeting room for a couple minutes as a, and for a couple minutes, talk to the, the whole team and share like your passion for Wisconsin football, but also try and get something a little bit more out of those guys. What would you say to them? Um, kind of along the lines, kind of along the lines of what I just said is that there, there are a lot of people that, that would die to be in the, in the position that you guys are in. And like I was, I knew I wanted to be a football player. Um, and you got to sit here and play every snap like it's your last. Like, I just remember um, tearing my ACL in the Super Bowl and coming back my, the next year and, and um, playing and then tearing my ACL, um, or not tearing my ACL, but tearing cartilage in my other knee in practice and not knowing that that would, that would essentially I'd be, be my last regular season practice that I had, like that I ever played. Um, and just being able to run out of that tunnel, um, being able to, to, to put that, that W on that, that helmet on, um, to put those pads on. It, it's just, um, it's just, you never want to take that stuff for granted because some of these guys, uh, are, are playing like it's their last nap, but, but some of them aren't. And you got to realize that this is going to be a family, um, at the time. Um, and, you just got to play every snap like it's your last. You, you, you got to want it more than the guy next to you because there's going to be people that while you're at home sleeping and living the good life, there's going to be uh, someone late at night, early in the morning that's working their butt off to take advantage, to be better than you. Um, and you, that's how you just have to, 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 you have to have that perspective. You have to have that outlook on life. Um, I think a lot of guys are just lackadaisical and, and um, don't really have that perception um, in mind, but you got to play every snap like it's your last and just know that there's guys that are out there coming for you. So DJ four, seven, why don't we talk a little bit about DJ in a little bit? Okay. When Dean asked you about, um, you know, life after football. How did, you know, why DJing, you know, what, what, what drew you to that? Because yeah, I mean, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> so, so everybody knows, um, so everybody knows, um, you know, we, we had Travis DJ our, our, our wedding. Corey and I had Travis DJ at a wedding. Um, you know, and, you know, yeah. DJ, <laughs> DJ at the wedding, DJ at the wedding, had the cops come. The cops came. Co the cops, the cops, the cops said uh, that the cops knew that I was such a good DJ. They loved my music so much that they stayed and partied with us. So, yeah. um, Kurt Phil no. over there talking to the cops, which is like, <laughs> over there. Yeah. Uh, Tell us about DJ and Trav because you're yeah. So um, I've always been um, I've always been passionate about music and, and especially music that uh, 
you can turn on the radio and be like, man, I haven't heard this in five, 10 years. Like that's, that's kind of what I like to, to do when I DJ. I like to play a lot of throwbacks. And um, again, I always had a passion for, for DJing. And I had some friends that owned some venues in Milwaukee um, and gave me the opportunity to essentially open up for some of their other DJs um, and some of their acts that they had coming up. And um, I took full advantage of it, just went and got the equipment, um, and basically essentially learn how to DJ, uh, from YouTube and, uh, haven't looked back since been DJing now for I don't know, maybe eight years, eight, seven or eight years. And, um, it's just kind of one of those things where, uh, I, I feel it's almost like I feel free, um, just getting that enjoyment, uh, from looking out, uh, and watching people, uh, have an awesome time. Like, like the guys at, at, uh, Bot's wedding and uh, people on the dance floor, just, just seeing that enthusiasm from people um, hypes me up. And uh, yeah, so I, I continue to do it till, till this day. And um, just like I, I had the same mentality with football, um, I want to be the best at that. And I strive myself upon, upon being great. And um, I, I'm not going to ever take that for granted as well. I can dance too, Dino. You just see. Right? Man. Hmm. He looked like he looked like he got two left legs. <laughs> that I believe. Right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Dino, you got anything more for Trav? Hey, just one one other quick question. NLI, if you were back in Wisconsin and there was an NLI situation, who would have hired you or okay. signed you for sponsorship? Well, one, I mean, you gotta say sports advantage. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know I, mean? I don't know if probably, we probably. I don't know if we could have afforded you. <laughs> probably, probably. With this look, Victoria's Secret. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, there's. Ralph Lauren. Ralph Lauren. Yeah, could have definitely did uh, do some underwear on it. Um, <laughs> what else? What else? Was it? No, it's just, it's just crazy how this, some of these guys have the opportunity to. Um, to build their brand. I just hope that they're, they're building it for the right reasons. There's going to be guys that uh, uh, make more at the collegiate level than uh, they do at a professional level. There's going to be guys that make tons of money in college and don't actually play um, at the pro level. And I just hope that they're, they have these, uh, they have these positive individuals um, that are helping them um, invest their money into things that are going to prolong um their career um, and um, yeah, it's just it's just a different world because I know that if I, I mean, we would get like our Pell Grants and um, I mean, it'd be like $2,000 to last like the whole semester. And I was like, man, dinner is on me, let's go. Uh, and now it's like, you just have money thrown around. So um, yeah, I mean, these guys, these guys have a good, these guys have a good, uh, not saying that they don't deserve it because they do. Uh, I just hope that these guys um, have a clear head. They have the right people around them. Um, they stay focused. And it's hard because you're at that age where, you know, you think what you're getting is a lot of money and, and you don't realize that if, you know, you focus on taking care of your business in the classroom and in, and in the weight room and in the training room and in, on the field and the film, like, you can make a lot more money if you, if you can find your way into the NFL or any, anything like that. And because not only are you getting paid, 
you're also getting all the sponsorships and all the other stuff there. You know, you, you see, I think some of the fringe guys, unfortunately get caught up, you know, in the social media and the stuff like that, you know? So like you said, I, I hope there's, and I think you brought it up at the very beginning, Trav, I think Wisconsin's doing it, you know, the right way, right. Yeah. Yeah. The right measures. Absolutely. You know, they're not throwing a bunch of cash at everybody. You know, they're giving guys opportunities. They're setting up with the right people. And, you know, you just hope that um, kids' minds are focused on why they're that, why they're at school. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that Wisconsin does a good job of, of, of going by the books. Yep. Um, there's a lot of, I think, with me doing my, my, my Badger post-game uh, show after every game, there's a lot of scrutiny in regard to them thinking that they should essentially buy these players. But there's a legacy. There's tradition behind this, this university. Um, and I, I think that there's going to be changes, but at the same time, Wisconsin is going to be one of those humble, you're going to get a good education. You're going to play for a good football team. And um, yeah, they, they got some good stuff going. Um, but yeah. And as far as uh, I know, we're going to be done here soon. You guys are going to kick me off, but just so I can uh, let everyone know that two, two people um, as far as the two biggest people that um, have the biggest impact on my collegiate career, um, our coach, Chris, and this man that I'm looking at right now, Brian Bott. So um, didn't, didn't have the ability to uh, give him a 10 minute speech um, at my hall of fame ceremony, like I would have liked to, but, um, but, but Brian Bott is doing an awesome job um, at sports advantage and, and um, had uh, one of the most biggest impacts on my collegiate career. So I appreciate you. And I'll always, always love you, brother. So, yeah. Well, I, I mean, the feel, feelings mutual, Trav. I, 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 for some reason, Dino, like at first it was Brandon Williams, then it was Trav, and then it was Moffat. Somehow, I, the these high octane personalities seem to gravitate over to me, like to get stretched and things like that. I don't know if it was because I would listen to them, also put them in their place sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I, I think. You know, Travis, our relationship was so much more than than just you know strength coach, you know player. I, um, you know, I always say you guys, you know, are the reason why Sports Advantage is as good as it is because the lessons I learned with you guys yeah. are the lessons I'm able to share with my staff and um, our athletes now. And so a lot of a lot of kids that are benefiting from Sports Advantage are you know from a lot of the conversations and things that we did. And yeah, um, we'll always appreciate you and love you to death and. And yeah, I, I, that other guy is a pretty good guy too. I mean, he's he's had yeah. a lot of big impact on a lot of players um, across the state and across the country. And at some point, I'm sure he'll have a big impact. Hopefully, again, um, because he's a good man and um, yeah. he deserves everybody's respect. Absolutely. Whether you, whether you like him or not, he deserves your respect. And then I can say this: if you don't respect him, you you probably don't belong with yeah. the, yeah. the team with the W on. Yeah. Um, anyways, dog. Anything else that we got? Before you know, we I didn't want to close out just here. Let best him. advice you would give somebody, Travis. What would it be? What's that? Uh, best, best best advice that I would give someone. Um but grinding your teeth. Yeah, I would say, yeah, man, that's so bad. Get him off guard. Um <laughs> I um no, it's just uh just never take anything for granted. Just um there's just so many days that, that, I mean, I, I watch football and I look back and um, 
would have it, it just wished that I, I could play one more snap. You know what I mean? And, and um, it's one thing to, uh, to have the opportunity to play at the University of Wisconsin. And, and when you're done and, and watching these guys go through there, it's, it's that you, you help pave a way uh, for a legacy that is going to go on for a long, long time. Um, and just, just be a good human. And I mean, you never know what kind of impact you can have um, on somebody's life just by being a good human, just by holding the door for someone or telling someone to have a great day. Um, it, it, it doesn't take much. Um, and I, I think that, that when people see that, um, that opens up a lot of doors for you because eventually uh, the sports world, the, the, you playing sports is gonna come to an end. And uh, that networking and you just being an awesome human is going to be the only thing that you have left. So um, just be just be awesome. And uh, there's going to be some good things that that end up coming your way. Athletes, you know, that's incredible, you know, information right there in and in a, in great golden nuggets, because right now, you know, some some athletes are, are playing their last football game this Friday night. Yeah, it's down to it's down to 16. And I've been doing it for 28 years at the high school level. And every year when that last game is done, I mean, there is a lot of tears shed. Yeah, yeah of course. And I, I know exactly what you're saying. Take advantage yeah. of the opportunity you have. Everybody give out 100%. We're just not talking about football. We're talking about all high school sports because we know, you know, only 6%, the research says, are going to go on and do any athletics at the collegiate level. So yeah. awesome advice, Travis. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, yeah, it's just never, uh, uh, never take what you have for granted. So. Well, Trav, I, I mean, I can speak, you live that. I mean, I could, I could never tell if you're having a bad day, you know, because your attitude was always, you know, upbeat, you know, um, and things like that. Now you didn't always like what we made you do in the weight room, but you still, you know, um, were upbeat and had a great attitude. And that's why you get opportunities. Hey, has anybody broke, broke my, my bench press record? Man, where? Four, 475, what you mean where? 475, when did you do that? What do you, what, first off, Cassie did Cassie, Cassie bench 500 pounds when I was with him. Dean was there when he, when he did it, you were in there with Cassie. No, I, not a tight end. No, no, yeah, Kossi not a tight end. You though at the time, because he was, he could hardly keep any weight on. No, yeah. there were no tight ends that, that did. Yeah. 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 Absolutely not. That's just what I wanted to hear. That pinky, that, that finger, whatever that thing you got. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. We're going to let Trav go, go on with the rest of his night here. All right. I have volleyball tonight. Who so I have volleyball tonight. So volleyball. And that's the last, I mean, you want to talk about goofball athletic. I mean, <laughs> play volleyball. Golf uh, now. You know, I, I've seen him bowl Dean. I mean, he's like a 250 score bowl. I mean, Everything, but he ain't. Oh, oh, he, I watched him play basketball. He ain't good. Oh, he I bet you can dunk. I'm gonna let that slide. Exactly. Can't, can't swing a bat either. So, but it, it, you want to play some some offbeat sports? Travel dominate you. So yeah. don't invite him over to the. <laughs> so that's gonna end this episode of the Get Your Head Podcast. Travel, love you to death. Appreciate love you, buddy. I appreciate you guys having me. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Chop Thank it. you guys. <laughs>